You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Friday, final podcast of the week. You had a bonus episode in here with the Locked On Roundtable we had yesterday. If you haven't listened to it, we've got six of our black hosts talking about their experiences in America, continuing this conversation um, that needs to be happening. So it's well worth a listen if you haven't already. Today, we're going to focus a little bit more on basketball. We have the past couple of days since there's some news coming out there. The Pelicans are getting a bit of a boost with one of their opponents in the bubble and in the final eight games of the now regular season, potentially missing a key player. The San Antonio Spurs there, they've got a bit of an update on that. We've got some more news on just bubble stuff is what I'm calling it. Some of the safety, some of the negotiations that are going along with it. And then in the third segment, that's leading to talk of some players sitting out and not participating in this. And the NBA seems like they're kind of okay with this to an extent. I'll give you all the updates and more in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So the big news when it comes to some of the bubble stuff happened a couple of days ago, and we're just now getting around to being able to talk about it here on the podcast, and that is LaMarcus Aldridge, who is having season-ending surgery, had season-ending surgery, all the way back on April 24th to repair an injury that he suffered in February uh, on one of his shoulders. So he's going to be out for these final eight games. You can call him out for the remainder of the season if you want, whatever phrasing you want to use. This is a little bit... Interesting from a couple of angles. First and foremost, it helps the Pelicans. They're going to play the Spurs one time at the very least uh, in this bubble, in these final eight games. And the Spurs, if you remember, beat the Pelicans back in Zion's debut at times pretty handily till Zion kind of helped New Orleans claw back in it in the, the fourth quarter. So the San Antonio Spurs won that game 121-117, but for a while it wasn't nearly that close. LaMarcus Aldridge in that game also feasted 32 points, 14 boards for him in this game, including six offensive rebounds. He was very, very good. Got into some foul trouble, but overall, he was excellent in leading the Spurs to the victory over the Pelicans. They keyed in on Zion until he had that explosion of four made three-pointers, which isn't really how he's going to do the majority of his scoring, we know. And they gave the Pelicans trouble. Now, I don't know if we want to read too much into that game, given that it was Zion's debut. Things were a little bit out of whack. He was on a minutes restriction, all of that stuff. But it's Greg Popovich and the Spurs. If they have LaMarcus Aldridge, they're a much better team, and they're going to give you trouble. They give trouble to everyone, no matter what, even if they're not as good as they normally are and on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoff race for the first time in 22 seasons. So losing LaMarcus Aldridge... Good thing. This probably removes a team from contention for that eighth, ninth spot battle, making things just a little bit easier on the Pelicans. Gives you maybe a little bit more breathing room, a slightly greater margin for error. Not that the Pelicans had a big margin for error in the first place when it comes to this. But the Spurs are in 12th. They're four games back. 
you know, the Pelicans are in 10th. They're three and a half games back. Heck, the Portland Trailblazers are in ninth at three and a half games back. So everything's kind of close, but this just likely means they lose an extra game or two without Aldridge in there. And good, you don't need to worry about them maybe sneaking that spot away from you, something like that. The interesting thing is maybe to me, when he had the surgery, April 24th, you know, we weren't sure what was going to happen during the regular season or the end of the season or the playoffs during that time. And so to kind of preempt all of that and go and have surgery says that they probably didn't think they had a great chance of making it into the playoffs or were even going to kind of be involved in all of this. But I wouldn't be shocked if maybe as we get a little bit closer, some players make this decision to sit out and have surgery. And we'll talk about this more in the third segment too um, and come back to this discussion and this topic in in a couple of minutes. But when you look at this with the way the season could end, potentially October 12th, and they want to start the NBA's next season on December 1st, won't happen on December 1st. It will be later than that. I still think Christmas Day seems to make the most sense that... You have a condensed off season. So if you go and play and go through the playoffs and all of that, maybe you go far, not that the Spurs would have, but let's say, you know, all of a sudden you have surgery when your season ends the next day. It's a t- quicker turnaround time. And maybe you're not ready for the start of the next regular season when, frankly, the Spurs at that point in time, when the records are all at zero for everybody, have a much greater chance of making it into the playoffs or doing some damage in the playoffs or just title contention than they do today than they did on April 24th. So you see him making this decision, and it's kind of surprising given like, wait, you have a chance to get into the playoffs. They're not thinking about this year if you're the Spurs. You're thinking about next season and having your star player, one of your star players, healthy and ready to go. And from that aspect, I think it makes a lot of sense of what he's doing. And you've heard, uh, there's been one or two other guys, I don't have the, the names in front of me, but this was the biggest player to kind of announce that, that they're kind of just punting on this year and going, okay, we'll deal with it next year and we'll be healthy and ready to go when we're in a better shape for all of this. And it makes sense, frankly, I get it. Um, and I wonder if you'll see some guys maybe shut things down in the playoffs if they pick up an injury because they just don't want to deal with this playing on it, making it worse. And with a quick turnaround time, whenever the off season is, after this kind of offseason we've already had, well then, yeah, you know, it, it it might just be smarter to kind of shut things down than keep playing on it. So LaMarcus Aldridge is the first big name to do that. I don't know if you'll see a ton of others kind of fall in line, but it's notable that this happens. And when you kind of look at it, you're like, what the hell is he doing? And then you think about it a little bit. Yeah, makes a whole lot of sense. So we'll touch on more about that in the third segment. We'll talk about some other stuff in that's going to go on in the bubble in the next segment that leads also into what's kind of going on in the third segment. It's like I'm a pro at this and know how to kind of structure the show to lead us to, to where we want to be here. And there's a theme running through everything. Um, so we'll touch on all that coming up here in just a minute. But today's show brought to you by Blinkist. This has been my secret weapon during the quarantine. Blinkist is really unique and it works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser. And Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Look, we don't all have the the attention span to sit down and read a five, 600 page book. And sometimes there's a lot of fluff in some of those things. And you want to just get the key points and start applying those to your everyday life. Blinkist is the best way to go about doing it. I was using this on my commute into the office in the morning. And now that I have times when I'm on a Zoom call and it's someone just talking at you and you can kind of tune out 
out just a little bit. You got to be on there because you just got to make an appearance. Throw on something on Blinkist in the background while you listen and kind of get your work done. And it's a great way to kind of make some just general strides in your life. And if you look at what's on the New York Times bestseller list right now, Blinkist has the majority of these books on there that you can kind of, again, condense down into 15, 20 minutes or so. So right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA, try it free for seven days, and save 25% off your new subscription. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for just one low price. So that's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com NBA, to start your seven-day free trial and you'll also save 25% off but only when you sign up at blinkist.com nba today's show is also brought to you by built bar you've heard me talk a lot about these it's because i legitimately eat these things monday through friday and sometimes on the weekends as well they're great after a workout they're great for breakfast they taste good they're covered in 100 real chocolate they're chewy they're easy to eat they're not dry they're not chalky they don't dry your mouth out and make you need to chug a bottle of water after you eat one of them and they're great as a meal replacement or if you're just looking for something to kind of keep you going throughout the day they can have 15 grams of protein 20 grams of protein 110 calories or 170 calories so they are really good for you and if you compare them to other bars on the market these are going to win they're also going to taste better that's a great thing i just got a new shipment of them in a new order of them in the other day i ordered peanut butter this time um the salted caramel is still my favorite and i got the uh german chocolate cake one as well. They're also doing a great thing right now because they're improving the formula even. So if you go order online now, you'll get a new and improved formula. But also it means they've got 8 million bars uh, from the current formula and they are giving those away at 50% off, basically giving them away at 50% off and also donating all of the proceeds to Black Lives Matter charities. So it's a really great way to help out, get something you want as well. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your first order. That is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off over at BuiltBar.com. So there's some things going on with the NBA in the bubble. So we know their return is coming. They've kind of announced the schedule of things when you need to report to training camp in your home market when the you know the season starts. What the what the time is going to be like when you go to Orlando? You can have three intra squad scrimmages and so on and so forth. Two coaches can be working with players, including the head coach. Some of those things are just like logistics. You can go read those if you want those. Um, that aren't nearly as interesting, I think, to the larger point. The NBA has been touting, we are playing, we are back, everyone is excited about it, but there are some cracks really starting to show in some of this stuff. And it sounds like there's a lot of negotiations ongoing between players and Walt Disney World and the NBA too. A lot of those logistical things, you know, the more I think about it, probably should have been worked out before the NBA announced their return to play and started treating this like, hey, go us, you know, and take you to victory lap about this. They, you know, there's rules that if you leave the quarantine and you're a player, you can come back and, you know, then you've just got to sit out 10 days, seven days, whatever it is, or something like that. And it's going to be interesting because what does that apply and how do you keep players safe when you've got people that are going to be working there and kind of catering to the NBA in, in a way? Walt Disney World calls them cast members, which I think is kind of a cool term for all of that and doesn't use other phrases for it. But, you know, are they going to be sequestered in the bubble and not allowed to leave? Are shipments going to be quarantined for two or three days to allow any potential coronavirus on there to dissipate and die and not be on there anymore? And all of these things should have been figured out 
And Keith Smith, it's at Keith Smith NBA, who's kind of been on this from the beginning, used to work at Walt Disney World in Orlando, um, and was the guy who kind of threw this out there into the the Twitter sphere, blogosphere of the NBA originally. And I don't know if the NBA stole it from him or took the idea from him, I should say, or if they were already kind of in this discussion, it was just a logical thing. But he's really the first guy to popularize all of this. And he's got a lot of insight into how things might work, just given that he worked there for so long. And it's interesting. And it sounds like they could keep all of the cast members just on campus, basically, because uh, it sounds like they do that during hurricanes and other things. They just put them in there. They stay on there. They get paid the whole time. And that's that. And I think a lot of people, you know, as brutal as it sounds to be trapped in one place for three and a half months, more so than us just being in our own homes in our city, where you can get out and you can go to a park, you can do things, you can still go to a store and all of that. You know, I think it's a little bit different being in uh, Walt Disney World, even though that in and of itself does really seem like it is a functioning city for the most part, separate from, you know, the rest of everything. So it sounds like they're capable of doing this, but this probably should have needed to have been figured out already. You know, all of a sudden, one of these things that if it doesn't work or all of a sudden players get sketched out because cast members won't be kept on campus the entirety of the time, um, then, yeah, this could all fall apart. And this is where you're seeing some of the cracks. Family members and all that hasn't been worked out. They can leave the bubble, but players can't. That's an issue and potentially contaminating things that way. There's a lot of other stuff that I don't think they really tried to figure out. How do you cover all of this stuff? And it said, you know, if a journalist is doing this, they're going to go for three and a half months, which is a long damn time. And they are not going to be allowed to leave whatsoever. So you're kind of trapping people there. And none of that, none of that's great. And so before the NBA announced the return, I think you would have liked to have seen a lot of these logistical things worked out because, and this is where we're leading up to in the third segment, there are going to be some potential issues with this. So let's hit a reset here and we'll come back and talk about it because now there is some talk about players not wanting to play in the bubble even if they're healthy. Now, before we get to that, today's show brought to you by rockauto.com. I've been using this site for a long time. Again, I've told you all I'm re partially restoring because it's in pretty good shape already. A 1976 Chevy Corvette. And I just found out it needs a new radiator. I can have a mechanic do it. I can go to other places where they're going to upcharge you on the parts. Or I can try and do it myself and save a good bit of money doing it that way too. And so with the ever-increasing number of makes and models out there, it's basically impossible for chain stores to stock the parts that your car needs. So if you're trying to do it yourself or trying to save a little bit of money by doing some of the maintenance on your car, different car repairs like that, a lot of which aren't that hard to do, to be perfectly honest, it's pointless going into some of those chain stores because they're not actually going to be able to help you. But rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And if you go to rockauto.com, you'll be able to shop for auto parts and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They're going to have what you need, which is a really great thing. It's not actually easy to find a radiator for a car from 1976 when I'm trying to keep it original. RockAuto.com is actually able to do this for me. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, 
tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpeting if you're redoing an interior or something has torn. So whether it's your classic car or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And the best part, the best part is that rockauto.com has the lowest, reliably low prices. Same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Mechanics can often get parts from other places cheaper than you're able to get them. That is not the case over at rockauto.com. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So all of the things we just talked about, issues with the bubble starting to kind of show up and cracks starting to form, and a big one is really starting to form. And that is that players might not want to play in this anymore. And this comes from Yahoo, and you heard a couple of reports of this yesterday, um, that players have serious reservations and that a significant number of NBA players are very disappointed that everyone wasn't really given the opportunity on whether to vote to restart the season or not. They had an executive committee and a board of representatives approve the 22-team plan, but not basically a vote of the entirety of the Players Association. Well, you know, you've heard me talk about this when it comes to the Players Association negotiating things. You have different tiers of players. Some players, you know, want the salary cap to be as high as possible because they're max guys. And that means when they sign a max contract and, you know, once you sign the max, it it doesn't change every year based off the salary cap. It's set and indexed off that first year that you sign it on. So a guy like Brandon Ingram wants it to be as high as possible this offseason because he's going to sign a max deal. And if it jumps up 30 million a year or two from now, that won't impact his pay whatsoever. So you kind of have guys at the top, guys at the bottom, and then guys in the middle. And they oftentimes have different interests, competing interests. And so that's where you're starting to see some of this. And the NBA sounds like they're going to be okay if a player doesn't want to play, if they don't feel safe, if they want to skip out on this, they're going to make an exception and be like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You're just not going to get paid for these eight games. And you're going to have to either give money back if you've been paid or, or what have you, or not get it. And if people are cool with that, It sounds like the NBA is cool with that as well. And it makes sense. It's tough to feel like you're forcing someone to kind of do this. So some of this is unease about playing in this and the fact that you're seeing a spike in cases in Florida. I think as I'm recording this, they had more cases announced today than they had at any point during this pandemic so far. That's a concern. These guys are going there. They're bringing family members. They're going to be away from family members making this risk. But the other thing does tie to the social justice issues that are prevalent around all of society right now. And that some players believe, and this is what, according to the Yahoo article, that it's bad optics for a league comprised, there we go, predominantly of black men, 75%, to be sequestered in one location for up to three months merely to entertain the masses and ease the league's economic burden. I get it. I get it. What message is that sending during this time? A black player told Yahoo Sports, we're out here marching and protesting, and yet we all leave our families in these scary times and gather to perform at a place where the owners won't be at. What type of sense does that make? We'll be going backwards. This isn't that, this, that place isn't that magical, end quote. And it said some players have been reluctant to express their views in fear of opposing the superstars, superstars. And it said Steph Curry wanted to play. LeBron James wanted to play. Chris Paul wanted to play. All the players who wield significant power in the league wanted to do this. Again, they're max contract guys who want the salary cap to be as high as possible. So it makes a lot of sense. 
But for those bottom guys, does it make a ton of sense? Some of them, I think it does. Some of them doesn't. And so that is where you're maybe starting to see some division um, between players in this. And that's why maybe the league is making options for them not to participate in that. But, you know, sometimes it's not easy just to kind of take that stand a little bit. Now, Garrett Temple, I think it was reported yesterday, said he thinks that if we want to try and break down some of the systemic racism in the country, going and making millions at your job and improving yourself economically even more might be a way to go about that. They make that money, they can donate that money, or it still empowers them. And so, you know, me being a white guy, I can't really comment on this either way, I don't think, but I think it's interesting to hear both sides. Some people think this is a good thing for them. Some of them think that, no, they shouldn't be doing this. And because of this, if you start to have some big name players or one big name player sit out and just go, I'm not doing this. And, you know, Damian Lillard seemed to indicate at least early on that that could be him. I don't know if that'll be the case for him anymore, if he's changed his mind, kind of given the the stretch that Portland has and a very good chance of getting into the playoffs, either through that play-in or as the eighth seed, um, that maybe he's not going to change his mind on that. But all it takes is kind of one big name to do this, and others tend to fall in line from that example. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes from here. It could be a problem. It might not be a problem at all, and players might just kind of, you know, be quiet and go and do that, go and play, and they're fine with it, and that's good too. But it's going to be interesting to see because it seems like we're at the tipping point with it. And the fact that the NBA doesn't have a lot of these logistical things worked out, further creating some uncertainty and concern, maybe that leads players to backing out of this. And so we'll have to wait and see. And it's probably on the NBA to get a lot of these logistical issues sorted out, ironed out as quickly as possible so that they don't jeopardize the product that we're going to get. And we'll get more NBA. Will it have all the big name players we're hoping for now is a question. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On NBA. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget about the Locked On NBA podcast I co-hosted every Wednesday with John Corrales. We're still here Monday through Friday breaking down everything you want to know about the league and the association. So all of the topics you want to hear and more there. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you next week. We'll have some fundraising stuff to talk about then too. 